0: ladies and gentlemen you know exactly what time it is wildcat formation season two episode one 2022 we're back we're back we're better than ever even more hot takes even more cold takes even more bold predictions getting even more stuff right and more stuff wrong i'm ready for it i know you guys are thank you so much for tuning in thank you for all your support Last last year, last semester, our first season, huge success, great interviews, great takes, all coming back, this time twice as better in season two, and we're going to get things kicked right off. I hope all of you are having a great day with this beautiful weather outside. Campus is kicking it today, and we're going to get right into Thursday Night Football because that was such a great way to to save my week from the boringness of Sunday Night Football. I was really worried. I was like, oh, man, I don't know what Monday Night's going to be like. And then we have, you know, probably the, the most dramatic and exciting poss- possible outcome for that game. Absolutely killed it. But now we're at Thursday Night Football. I want to talk about this. That game that you and I both watched, this game... If I just listed out what happens to you before the game, you'd be like, okay, that makes sense, right? The Chargers roster is really good. They they get ahead early in the first half. Patrick Mahomes, he needs time to develop his rhythm, develop his mechanics, because he can get clunky sometimes. They go down, Chargers pull ahead. Steve Spagnola calls an aggressive play, Herbert gets hurt. His center gets hurt to Corey Lindsay. Herbert throws an aggressive pass in an uncreative play by Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi to a gassed receiver. It's a pick six. Mahomes controls the game, uh, gets ahead with the lead, takes advantage to it from the special teams. Herbert gets the ball, is amazing on fourth down. Special teams can't convert, and the Chargers lose a one possession game. If I had to Told you if I told you that that was exactly what we were going to get, you would have believed me, and it's what happened. So you know, good good win for the Chiefs here. But I want I want to talk about I want to talk about Justin Herbert specifically because I've been trying to get get at this to people. I, I I believe that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, I I know that sometimes he goes on three or four game spurts where his mechanics are just way off and all the negative notes. That we had on him in college kind of come to life and personify you know justin herbert he has these great seasons and people are saying that it's an inches game with these two in the afc west and i going to tell you that i'm sick of that i'm sick and tired of people trying to tell me that the gap between patrick mahomes and justin herbert is like tiny it's like this big it's like a grain of salt i'm done i'm sick and tired of it right so i just want to go through this to you because i because i think the, the gap is a lot bigger if we look at you know we you know one of the big things that we always look at is the is the is the kind of larger game samples and you say games and not you know like seasons because of you know injuries or not being the starter you know you know herbert didn't start week one his rookie year you know Mahomes with the Alex Smith situation, etc. cetera. So it's not first two seasons because, you know, that, that, that kind of, you know, that skews it. So you go by games. First 33 games, first 33 career games, career starts, Mahomes has a higher winning percentage. He has more passing yards, has a better touchdown to interception ratio, and has a higher passer rating, right? Like, there it is, right? Like, we could stop here, but I understand that, you know, that's not the most contextualized, you know, a way to approach it and that you guys, you know, you, you want more out of me. So I got more for you guys. And I know that, you know, whatever. And you're going to say people who might disagree with me on this saying that Herbert, you know, is, is that close. Oh, but you know, what about that bad offensive line? It's rookie year. Joe Burrow took one of the worst offensive lines to the super bowl with arguably a less complete team. So you know, I don't want to hear it. And am I am I saying that Burrow's better than Herbert? Probably, yeah. He probably is better. I I think I think that's a close gap. But I think Herbert is better in in, in that in what in what he is. You know, with with a coach with with a battle line and a coach that was on the verge of getting fired, if they if they don't get as far as they do. Um, oh, but and let's talk about the game last night, right? You know, oh, Anders, right? He was hurt. Well, he's they scored more points in the second half when he was hurt than in the first half when they did it. So I don't see the effect there. Oh, but Anders, Corey Lindsay the center, got hurt. Same thing. They scored more points with him off the field than they did with him on the field, right? Oh, but he didn't have Keenan Allen. All right. Well, Patrick Mahomes didn't have Tyree Kill, and he adjusted fine. And also, again, Allen's whole thing, the reason that Keenan Allen is so valuable in the way that he is, is, is with respect to his reliability on third and fourth down. And, you know, I'm assuming you and I watched that same broadcast last night. I don't know if you guys were watching the the dude perfect thing with the tiny screen in the corner or what, but he looked pretty damn good on third and fourth down to me without Keenan Allen there. Um, throwing the guys that we, we've never heard of before. Xander, whatever his name is. Um, so... You know, like, like there it is, like, I like every, every hole that you could proceed either, either they were better with it on the field. And the one guy that was, you know, you want to complain about him being absent, the whole role that he fills in and completes for that team looked fine to me with him not being there, you know, so I don't want to hear it. And then the other thing I'm going to say is this, right? The thing that I, I and mean, again, this is not a knock on Herbert. I love Herbert, but the thing about him that I vote, that's always been true is you know like his consistency his consistency he's the logo he's you know he looks like a quarterback he feels like one he talks like one he throws like one he's a top five arm you know etc cetera, etc cetera. his consistency is great and it and I use the word great because it's true but at the same time with the positive there's a negative and it proves a point. So so here are the stats. In twenty twenty and I and I and I said this before he had probably one of the worst O lines in football. Passer rating 98, right? And we see that. We're like, wow, a rookie with that alone. Oh my God. Um, 2021, they get a top three center, Corey Lindsey, bring him in. And they also draft probably the, the, the best left tackle, rookie left tackle of that year, Rashawn Slater out of North Northwestern. Both from one of the worst to one of the best, like from bottom five to top ten in a, in a season. Passer rating. 98. You'd expect it to go to one, 105, 106, but that, that, that's not what we've seen. And then the other thing, 2020, he had a conservative head coach with Anthony Lynn and, off, and a conservative offensive coordinator in, in, in Shane Steichen, 290 passing yards a game, all right? 2021, he gets an upgrade at head coach, Brandon Staley, and at offensive coordinator in Joel Lombardi, both of whom are considered by everyone to be more progressive than the formerly two mentioned people that I just listed. 295 passing yards a game. So the thing about Herbert's game is that it, is it, its consistency... You know, kind of transcends the circumstances that he he plays in. It's difficult for me to t- for you for someone to sit here and tell me that, you know, he he got a bruised rib and lo- lost his receiver because you know he plays the same regardless, and the numbers indicate that we we have two now two seasons, that 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 show that over thirty games, um, none of which are none and you know none of which are playoff games, um, Patrick Mahomes got Tyree take taken away from him, right? We see, and look what we saw last night. And we saw this with the Cardinals of week one, and we saw this against these guys in, in the, the Chargers. More patient, part kind of partook in, you know, more route unique combinations were designed. You know, they did their signature shovel thing at, at the goal line, but, you know, it's not going to be the same, you know, you know, double post and go route, on the on the hot alert with Tyreek Hill that we've seen time and time again where you kind of have Travis Kelsey sit in the middle. He was patient, he controlled himself more. He threw to ten different targets. Ten unique receivers including wide receivers, tight ends and running backs. Nine of those ten that 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 he targeted and, and caught and the, that caught receptions Nine of them had multiple receptions for the Chiefs. The Chargers had five. Only five players. And if they have Keenan Allen, who who Herbert likes and who Herbert trusts on late downs, that number probably goes down to four, realistically, because um, I don't think that Josh Palmer is 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 is. is as integrated into the offense yet than he will be in about six to eight weeks when, once he just, you know, keeps getting those reps in. um. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want it. So I, I'm saying that straight now, and I'm saying that now so that that way, uh, and I'm going to hold this throughout the entire year when we do all these, in, when that battle that, that division just keeps on battling out over and over and over and over again. Um, it's not inches. It's feet. That that that's how we're going to measure these guys. Um, he's the same no matter what. You can't blame it on the other stuff. You know, Mahomes is better, and it's by a lot more than people think. You know, I mean, hey, I mean, I said it too. I think Burrow's better than, than Herbert, you know. I think if you gave her Burrow that roster, if you gave him his rookie year, assuming he is healthy, you give him Keenan Allen and all those other weapons and Eckler, and you give him that same battle line, he probably does a lot more with it, even with Anthony Lynn in in his more conservative play calling. So, you know, there it there it is. You know, so I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this 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 Herbert best quarterback in the division. I'm done. I'm not blaming him. On. I still I, he's a he's a top six, top seven quarterback. He's an eight tier quarterback. I I think that 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 that's that's true. Um, and I think he's gonna he's gonna win an MVP at some point. I I I think that. Um, and I think all of you that play fantasy football should keep targeting him every, every year. But I will say it's it's feet, not inches between these guys. And so Mahomes, best quarterback in the NFL. There you go. So let's preview the week, all right? Let, let's, I'm, I'm going to try and do this a lot for you guys. Um, I, I know you know you're you listening, you know, so I, I I hope you care a little bit about what I have to say. So so let's preview the week. I'm going to I'm going to give you some games and I'm going to and I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the winners for you guys, you know, kind of kind of tell you kind of, you know, some strong stuff that I feel. So let's dive into the 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 first game kind of on my list here. Dolphins at Ravens. Two one and o teams. I like the Dolphins here on the road. Look, you know, everyone ever I I, I, I I listen I'm not I, I look the Lamar Jackson slander, I get it. It's ridiculous. I understand. I think he's great. I think he's gonna get paid. I think he's gonna get paid big time more than he would have if he if he didn't hold out. Good for him, go get your bag. But you know, here's the reality, alright? Listen, his th- he, he. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that he can't throw, but you know, I think it's gonna look. It, week one was the Jets, right? I'm i I love the Jets. I'm, I'm a Jets fan, but I'm not gonna sit here and, and pretend like they gave much of a challenge, right? Um, this is a Dolphins secondary and a Dolphins back seven that just continues to get better every single year. Um more explosive, more athletic, more more complex looks, more changing of personnel. And I just don't think that in in the deep threat that in the game that's gonna work. You know, the Lamar is the kind of quarterback and because and I can say because of him, the Ravens are the kind of team because literally everything within the team is geared towards him and who he is as a player and the kind of schematics that work to his skill set you can say with confidence that he's a player and they are a team that if they are down by 10 points with five minutes left, the game's over because you got to run that ball. And if you run with Lamar Jackson down the middle through those o line gaps, you're, you, you, you can't, you know, you, you can't consistently get out of bounds. You can't. And especially with a wide receiver core that you know I personally and people that are that are close to me um, have described as anemic, that's not going to cut it against Xavier Howard and Javon Holland and those linebackers, um, Emmanuel Ogba. It's it's not. It's just not. Um, and and you know in terms of that gap, that ten point gap. I like the Dolphins. I like them to keep pace. I like them to use all their weapons. Um, I like them to use. You know, Tyreek Tyreek Hill, I, I feel like, you know, he what you know, Patrick when he was with with the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes has owned the Ravens and enlarged that because that Hill is like the hill Tyreek kills that one weapon, that one person who can kinda override that unbelievable Ravens secondary. And I expect them to do the same uh, here. Um, shallow, deep, whatever. You know, as long as you, you go out there, let him loose, let him be himself. You know, stay true to who he is. He he's going to make things work um, against that defense, and 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 I, and I I trust him to do that in this spot. Um, it's it's you know there there's like the the saying that I use to kind of oversimplify these kinds of matchups is like y- you can't cover everyone. You know, they got to cover, and the Ravens are going to have to cover everyone, and that's that's even ignoring. The upgrades at o line and at running back that they've made, right? They got to cover everyone, and they can't. The Dolphins have to cover Rashad Bateman, so I, I like I like the Dolphins to win here. I'm gonna say th- this feels very the, to me. This feels very, you know. I'm gonna call it here. I'm gonna say 27. To 17. You know, I, I use that 10 10 and 5 minutes analogy. I'm gonna to stick to that here. I'm gonna say 27 to 17 dolphins starting the season, undefeated, 2-0, on the road. Mike McDaniel's the guy. He's gonna show it here against Harbaugh. Very excited. Panthers at Giants. Like it. I love it. Panthers here. On the road in Met Life. Look, I'm just gonna give you three points, all right. Number one is that we all know that Daniel Jones does not play well at home. It, I, the 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 number right in front. I don't have the number right in front of me, um, but I believe I believe it's a one to three ratio, um, uh, approximately, something kind of in that vicinity, in terms of his win to loss record in MetLife Stadium. So that's the, that that's that's the first thing and maybe it's just it's just the lights maybe it's the New York crowd it's something right it's it's something um and we see it and, and, and you know it's a home game for them so I, I expect that home opener to be a big moment for him and I and i think he cracks a little it's a little bit of a reality check uh number 2 you know Matt uh, you know the, the the Panthers win that game if not for his historic kick by 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 Cade York you know Matt Rule is coaching for his job you know Baker with his back against the wall tends to play some some a lot of inspired football. Um, he did that in college. He's done it. He did it with Cleveland. I think he's going to do it here. I think he's. Gonna, this, I think looking back, I I think even by by week eighteen when we get to the playoffs, I think I think this is going to be one of his bigger games. Um, and just you know that that kind of anecdotally that that's what we've seen time and time again. I think we apply it here. And then number three, I mean look right. And then this is kind of this is kind of two separate things, but let's just look at there, there. There's two kind of matchup situations in terms of the rosters that I just think are make this win for the Panthers wide open. Number one was, you know, the 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 Giants had trouble, you know, covering Hilliard in 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 the in the red zone. So you know, imag- imagine you know what they're gonna what Christian McCaffrey is gonna is gonna is gonna do to them. Because Dontrell Hilliard, you know, he he's he's talented. He's he's a great nice, real solid running back. He's not Christian McCaffrey, especially not healthy. So just imagine what's what's gonna happen there and how they're gonna expose that, you know, or not expose, but rather exploit that that Don Martindale that Wink Martindale defensive scheme. And then also as well, the the Panthers pass rush who everyone who knows me well knows that I'm a huge fan of, they they put on great pressure against a Browns O-line that outside of center is either A or A+. So imagine what they're going to do against this Giants O-line, which, you know, is kind of in that bottom five territory outside of, you know, left guard with Andrew Thomas. Um... So that just feels like a win. I think it's close. I, I I'm gonna call it here. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 23-18 in favor of the Panthers. That's gonna be really exciting. Excited to watch Baker play. Patriots at Steelers. Now, I'm not a big fan of the Patriots this year. I think that their roster is verging on bad as a collective, and I don't really like this Joe Judge-Matt-Patricia split offensive play calling kind of process they got going on. I I think it's really, I think quite frankly it's unprofessional. I think that quite frankly, if this was anyone other than Bill Belichick, this wouldn't even pass. Um, However, I do like the Patriots to come out and win this game. I think that TJ, you know, TJ Watts out, that 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 old line is going to hold up najee's out um receivers some receivers banged up it, it's you know they're they're, they're gonna they're, it, they're not gonna be the full them full selves um and then there's t- there's two two things specifically with belichick number one we all and we all know this this is really obvious but we all know how bill belichick plays against either rookie quarterbacks or average quarterbacks and the answer is great. And then B um and I, and I believe this is the correct right number right in front of me but I but Bill Belichick is uh 5 and 1 uh, against against Tomlin uh in his career. So um I I just don't I don't envision a situation where you know, I mean, I mean, look, right? Like, if not for a bunch of botched Bengals special teams plays, you know, the the Bengals come out right there, right? Like, you're not going to get four picks. You know, Burles slings it; he might get four picks sometimes. You're not going to get four picks out of Mac Jones, whose whole thing is his precision and consistency and accuracy. Um, Trubisky again didn't really contribute anything i mean you know he played bad they were hanging on by a thread i don't see it happening i i think the patriots they 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 come in they they play their typical brand of football and then just leave um so yeah so I'll, i'm i'm going to go with that i'm going to go um i'm going to call this low scoring i'm going to say 18 14 in favor of the Patriots watch out for their special teams to have a great day Buccaneers at Saints I love the Saints in this spot Tom Brady is 0-4 against the Saints enjoying the Bucks, and I expect that to continue here I think that I, uh, quite frankly, I, I think the Saints, top to bottom, actually might have, outside of quarterback, probably the better roster on the whole, especially with all these offensive line injuries that Tampa currently, is currently sustaining. Um, and, you know, I think they have just as good of an offensive core in terms of talent, but they're, they're healthier. You know, everyone's been banged up at some point in the offseason or right now. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Russell Gage, all of them are either banged up or have been banged up and are more prone to, be, to continue to be so. Um, Jameis Winston has, has a winning record as the Saints quarterback when he starts. He's got Jarvis Landry. Michael Thomas is back, and he is back, back. Uh, I, I will say that I that was very impressed with his first with his first appearance coming off. Uh, Chris Olave looks, looks, to, looks to be excellent. Tons of great defensive players. Uh Tyron Matthew He I think I think the longer he's there, the more his kind of instinctual leadership will continue to shine and show in that Dennis Allen kind of scheme. And I think that's a Saints win um, at home and you know it, it, it it's that simple to me. Um it, you know, and with, with that pass rush, that that injured offensive line for the Buccaneers, you gotta give Brady time to throw. And I mean look that, that 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 look that the Cowboys played bad. They played bad on that Sunday night football game and the Bucks only got 19 points. That to me is a red flag. I'm going to take the Saints here to win big 28 to 20 in New Orleans. Lastly, Maybe then this is this is kind of the first big time hot take of season 2 Seahawks at 49ers. I'm going to take the Seahawks to start the season 2 and 0, guys. Look, I'm going to be real, all right? I I thought that over the offseason, you get all this news about Trey Lance with the issues with his accuracy and the perpetual frustration by the coaching staff with his inconsistency. Um you look, you can, you can tell me about the rain in Chicago all you want. Justin Fields played in it too. He had a great game, right? If you're both playing in it and one does well and one and one isn't and you're both in the same class, you, you can't bring that up as an excuse to me. And apparently what I'm hearing is that the weather is supposed to be just as bad in this game as well. So, it, it be, I mean, look, right? Like the, the, that, Those Seattle players, they're used to playing in that kind of weather, so that's going to give them an advantage here. But I, I I think it's for I think, you know I do I, I do think that and let me be clear. Um this whole benching tray kind of idea is ridiculous. Give him the full season, then evaluate him from there. But I think that Geno Smith, who can who can maintain the offense and, and keep kind of things going against what was an incredibly talented, like Pro Bowl-level Broncos secondary. He should have no issues at all running the ball with Rashad Penny, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you know, uh, D.S. Gridge, he was making work. Um, he, he had a, he had some great connections with Will Disley. This is a this is a 49ers defense that is a little bit older and not as explosive as it was three years ago. Um... And this is this going to be the same, you know, I mean, I I love the addition of Nwosuk that they made, you know, bringing him over from the Chargers. That, that pass rush looked really scary, and it's going to, and it looks scary against, you know, it looks scary against that Broncos O-line, which outside of center I don't really like, but also the same, and I think, I don't think they're going to get quite the pressure that they did against Denver, but... I fully expect them to bring, to, to 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 make things difficult for for Trey Lance. You know, they, I think I think they have a more much more explosive rushing attack than the Bears did, and the Bears gave him trouble. So I have no idea what Nwosu and all of those guys, Boy Mafe, you know, everyone, um, Shelby Harris, whoever, um, Jordan Brooks, every I mean, really everyone, what they're gonna do to him. I think they're I think they're not they're not gonna eat them alive but it's gonna show and I think that Trey's weaknesses you know you, you can't expect them to to refine and kind of click everything together after one week especially if it's going to be bad weather again so and again Trey's gonna be fine I think it's I think we're placing some unrealistic expectations for him here in terms of carrying this team to the playoffs 21 17 Seattle that's what I'm feeling that's what I like that's what I think it's gonna happen Ladies and gentlemen, it is absolutely fantastic to have all of you back. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's all we're going to have for today. I'm excited for this season. This is going to be a great semester. Tons of exciting football. I'm going to give you guys the best that, that I can possibly give you. Football is back. Wildcat Formation is back. Villanova's back, everyone. I've been your host, Anders Pryor. Stay cool. Stay classy.